Good morning and welcome to Tree Talk episode 164 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. We had another busy weekend. I've just gone, Matt, with the, the Camogie finals and the Gaelic Crowns. We bought Junior B finals. We actually have a replay in the Camogie this weekend. We have a couple of junior ladies football finals with Power Talk. And also, it was, a, it was a sad week for Limerick with the passing of AIM and Ned Ray. So we'll look, at, we'll look at all that and more in the coming hour or so. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose looking at that intro, we look at every week, Matt, um, you see Richie Bennis's point there in, in 73 against Kilkenny. And for so long, that 73 team was the driving force in Limerick. We had to wait 45 years for another All-Ireland. But we lost one of that team during the week, a, a very sad week for Eamon Ray and, and his family, who passed away on Monday afternoon. And I suppose for you, Matt, it wasn't just a Limerick player that you would have looked up to, but it was a friend. So it would have same as a shock, I suppose, to, to hear about his passing. Yeah, Jack, it, 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 it's, it's a very, very sad week, um, you know, not just for Effin, but indeed for, for Limerick and, and the wider GA community, um, Jack, because Eamon, Eamon Ray um, was well-known throughout the country. He was well-known for his allegiance and his devoted loyalty uh, to Limerick. And... Um, like you know, it came as an awful shock. First of all, when when we had that he had taken ill early last week, and and then then this week came news of 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 his passing. Like Limerick have lost a giant, um, and um, a giant both in stature and a giant of a man, a man that you know he absolutely um, he he absolutely devoted himself. Um, it is very, very hard to explain it, Jack. What, what sense of loyalty that that he had to his county? It, it it was just simply phenomenal. He he had the same sense of loyalty to family, and um, the same sense of loyalty uh, to native place. And um, uh, we here in Glenruh would be very, very saddened with, with his passing because it's it's been. It's been, um, you know, like he, he played with Effin, but um, both his parents um, were natives of Glenroo. They, 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 they were near neighbours here at each side of the chapel. And actually, I think he was actually born in Glenroo. So, and um, he would be a first cousin of Mike O'Brien, the former Limerick hurler. 
and Mike's father, thankfully Morris, is still alive, hale and hearty, and he would be an uncle of Eamon Ray's. So we 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 would have, we would have very very close connections. Um, his father's family are at one side of the chapel, and his mother's family are at the other still to this day. So um, he had very very close links with this area. But he, he, his contribution to the GA was phenomenal. Like he he went to he went to. Um, attended St. Munchen's College for five years as a boarder. He was the eldest of 11 children. And, of course, he's a brother of Matt Ray, who, who won a National League medal with Limerick as well, and a brother of Jerry Ray, um, who has contributed so much to the GA in London. And, of course, the, in, in, in 1973, um, when Limerick played um, London in the All-Ireland semi-final in Ennis, the brothers were down to mark each other. Um, because Eamon was um, full forward for Limerick and Jerry was full back for London, it was a, it was a unique situation. But like he's contributed from there, he he went on to um, Palace Kenry for a year, then then went to UCC where he won a Fitzgibbon Cup medal and was involved in in the Cork Championships, and um, he came back to um, came back to Effin when 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 he was finished finished college. And um, for a while, he, he was working. Um, he, he a dairy science degree. Was working in in um, in Atlaca Creamery before he moved to um, join Galty Meats in Dublin, um, a, a company that I worked with him uh, 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 as a colleague for ten years. And he was area manager uh, and a very good one in Dublin because of his, of his connections. And he made an awful lot of connections up there as well. And, of course, he, he, he became famous then with, with, um, with his contribution with playing and, and administration in Fogs the, the, in, in um, the, the, the Dublin GA Club, Club Fogs. And, of course, um, the Club Limerick in Dublin, and um, GA Supporters Club in Dublin, like he was, he was to the forefront in all those. You know, he he never um, he he never missed an opportunity to um, to get to a Limerick match. He never missed an opportunity to get to an Effin match. And it's only a month ago that he was in Newcastle West, and unfortunately, on the day I didn't meet him, um, uh, he was in Newcastle West for the to see his beloved Effin win 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 the county title. Um, it's very, very, very hard to quantify. First of all, he, he's a huge last jack, you have to say, first of all, to his family. You know, to his wife and family and to, to, to his brothers and sisters and and extended family. He's a huge loss um, uh, to the GA family, you know, um, for, for the contribution that he has made over the years. It, it was... Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And um, he, he, um, as I said, he was in Newcastle West for the county final. He, there, there were limited celebrations after the county final um, because of 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 um, COVID and what have you and effing. But he, he was part and parcel of it all. He, he saw the whole thing out. As I said, um, he may have been in Dublin for almost fifty years, but. By God, he never lost his sense of love and his sense of place, um, and his dedication and he to, to, to Limerick. And he will be he will be so sadly missed. And and um, you know he he was he, he was a man that you know um, he 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 um, 
whilst he put great store and family in the GA, he also had the same um, store store on 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 on, um, on on friends that he would have made, and it was one of the more, one of the last discussions I had with him. He he was talking just about um, um, his former colleagues in. In, in St. Munchens and and how how they used meet, meet up and all that sort of thing and I know on a regular basis that he kept in regular contact with with with, with the seventy three squad and and um, he you know he he, he had a fierce empathy for for um, maintaining friendships and 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 relationships and um, like you know when it came to hurling um, Jack he was a fountain of wisdom. Um, and um, he, you know, I, I, I would say, um, of course, he, he ran the pub then in Parkgate Street, Eamon Ray's pub, for um, over two almost 25 years, and and uh, it, it was a mecca for 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 not just Limerick GA fans, but um, it, 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 it was it was a landmark in Dublin. He made it a landmark, and it was so close then to Euston Station and all that sort of thing that fans from all over the country tended to congregate there, um, you know, um, made, made it a sort of a meeting post. And um, he, he was so welcoming to them all. And, and um, he knew so many people from so many counties. Um, you know, Jack, he, uh, it, it's just impossible. To, first of all, it's impossible to, 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 to really believe that he's gone. And, and, and um like his his last to family and and to the GA community, Jack is just enormous. Yeah, he'll be. He'll May be he rest in peace. Yeah, we send all our condolences to the, the family and friends, and I think that's oh, a, absolutely a, a, yeah. a fitting tribute from from you there, Matt. But I suppose in in the manner of the man he was and the legacy he leave behind, he'd rather us focus on the GA for today and. Yeah, he's left. He's left the legacy. He's left the legacy behind, and in, in, in indeed, like the the, the the Ray family have 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 made a huge contribution. As I said, Jerry has made a huge <coughs> contribution in London. Matt, um, Jack, Jack with Effin and with Clahan and and Matt and and Mike is out in Krakora at the moment. He's he, he's living out there, and and um, like wherever they are. You know, um, they they took their example from their older brother, and uh, and um, you know they they made a contribution. And Jack, the, the the important thing about the contribution that they make is everything that they made was for positive reasons and for the right reasons. Yeah, and that legacy that that legacy will live long in the family in the Limerick J circles, and it definitely won't be be missed. But I suppose we'll we'll have to move on and talk about sports. That's what Aim would have liked as a true Gale. And at the weekend just gone, I suppose it was Camogie's red letter day. We had the the senior intermediate finals in the Gaelic Crowns and twenty four hours beforehand with the junior final. But we'll start with the senior final. Um, is the showcase event of the year. We had a repeat of the twenty twenty final. We had Kilidi, who were defending champions, going in against Newcastle West. In the end, Newcastle West um, claimed a one ninety eight victory. I suppose for a lot of players on the team. It, it was a double with um, backing up Mona Gay's win in the, in the ladies' football the previous week. But I suppose before we get into the game, Matt, um, the game wasn't being streamed, I suppose, as an impetus to get people to the game. There was over 2,000 in the Gaelic Crowns. Very cold day, but um, certainly made up for it with the action we saw on the field. It did, Jack, and and I know you and I discussing since the match. Like, um, we 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 sort of differ to a degree on 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 the quality of of what was an offer, but um, you'd say um, 
uh, how would 2,000 people create an atmosphere in the Gaelic grounds? But by God, Jack, um, the, the, the partisans from both sides of Newcastle West and Kilidi, they, they certainly made themselves they made themselves heard on, on last Sunday. And um, it, it was a red-letter day for Limerick Camogie. And, and um, uh, you know, the week before, the ladies' football took a leap of faith in, 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 in organising their their intermediate and senior finals for the Gaelic Crowns, the Camogie Association, the Limerick Camogie followed suit, and Jack, both of them were stunning successes. Absolutely stunning successes. The days were a stunning success, and 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 full full credit, um, full full credit to the ladies. Um, they they <coughs> in board codes, they really pushed them. Um, the, the the boat out and and had everything organised to a T programs whatever you know the 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 whole the whole shebang as they say in the country um, uh, every, every, everything was just so but getting back to to your original question I thought it was a decent final because Jack if 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 you look at the background to the final this was a repeat of last year's final. And we did say right from the start, and I think we were, you know, um, here on our on our cast, we have we, we we were fancying Newcastle, fancying Newcastle West from the outset um, that this would be their year, and I think part of the reason part of the reason that, um, um, in my judgment anyway, that Newcastle West would would win. Um, was um, they lost last year when they were without Rebecca Delee and um, when Karen O'Leary had to go off. And, you know, I felt that the influence of those two players, if they didn't <coughs> suffer any injury during the game, would be enormous. And that proved to be the case because Rebecca Delee got six points, set, set up set up the goal for, for Iris Kennelly, which, which was a clinical finish. And what a, what a sportswoman Iris Kennelly is, uh, what a talent she is, Jack, because um, in, in the county ladies football semi-final, in my opinion, she got as good a goal in that as I have seen. And she got a fine goal in, 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 in the county final. And, and um, like talking to the Newcastle West girls after, like they were loading their praise of, of, of Iris. And, and Karen O'Leary, um, we saw the influence of Karen O'Leary, player of the match, she was everywhere buzzing everywhere, chipped in with a couple of points. So I that that was the reason for my judgment to think that 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 Newcastle West would would reverse it. But um I I think that Newcastle West for the most part, Jack, uh, they held the upper hand. Now they were they were a bit slow on starting. And and um, there was a couple of quick points there on you. Cunningham got a fine point early on. Marion O'Connell added to it with a, with, with a free, and and they were playing into the breeze at this stage, Kilidi. And one sense that um, you know, uh, but that Newcastle West were slow and settling, and but once they settled and, and got into their rhythm, um, uh, they, they looked to accept a level of control throughout the game. I think, but. Um, if there was any downside or slight downside to it, um, I, I think Newcastle West had a couple of opportunities um, to put Kilidi away sooner and didn't do so. But um, overall, I thought it was an efficient performance once they got going by, by Newcastle West. But typical Kilidi, Jack, they battled and they battled. They battled and they showed why they were county champions last year. And like 
they, they made it very clear right from the start like that they weren't going to relinquish their title easily. But I'd say they would be first to put their hands up and say <coughs> that on the day the better team won. Yeah, I think on the on the day the better team did win. And I I don't think the quality was lacking. I think probably you get it with finals when two evenly matched teams go against each other, it can be very tentative and they kinda of cancel each other out. That's the point I was making. You know, you yeah. know these teams could easily put up one fifteen, two sixteen on any given day. So I thought it was very low scoring, but I think the stars were, were on show for the Castle West. You mentioned, obviously, Karen O'Leary and um, Rebecca De Lee, but I thought Deborah Murphy for the second week in a row was the best player on the field by a mile. I just think, like Keen Lynch, any dirty ball that comes her way, she's coming out with it. She's just, as Karen O'Leary does, she buzzes around, just a brilliant midfield partnership to them two. And I suppose you can't really mention the Castle West Camogie without mentioning Mona Gay in the football. And for... For those girls to go back to back in a senior championship in the space of seven days is really incredible, Matt. Absolutely, and I, I agree totally with you about about Deborah Murphy. Um, you know, she's a phenomenal dual player. You know, and and like you just love, and uh, you know, and I'm not, you know, it comes down to the dual player thing again, you know. Mm. Um, like Karen O'Leary and, and, and Debbie Murphy, like, you know, if if they played football with Limerick, you know, what what a, what an asset what an asset they would be, you know. But um yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal um it was a phenomenal eight days for for, for um for, for the girls um who were involved in both and there was I suppose there was ten or twelve um yeah. in involved in both both squads and like Karen O'Leary, I suppose, summed it up when she was talking with us after um, uh, Jack when when she alluded to the fact that they lost board finals last year, and here they've come back. And she 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 was pondering as to what would have happened had they lost again this year. So, <coughs> but um, certainly it's a, it's 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 a spectacular double for for a wonderful group of players, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose for other teams looking, it kind of goes just goes to show that. A lot of time it takes losing one to win one, and that's coming ever more prevalent. But just to have, I suppose, the belief, the confidence to to get over a loss and to come back and, and do a double after losing a double, um, it's just great credit to Newcastle West and David Munster Championship look forward to now. But they really like they have been the standard bearers this year. I know Khalidi were champions. They won their their two group games and they they were very very efficient against Effen in the semi final. But on the grand scheme of things. We said from the start when Newcastle West beat Effen in the first game that they looked like they were they were really ready to make up for um for twenty twenty and they did just that and you're talking about a hand of course Jack a hand sorry I don't know what I was saying there but um like it's incredible that they've reached three I know it's a dual thing again they've reached three Kamoi finals in a row five ladies football finals in a row their record isn't the best but just to have that bounce back ability is really commendable well you you know um. We spoke about that record, and in the context of the football, when we were saying that um, um, one out of five would be would be paltry, uh, that two out of five is a damn sight better. And in, in the Camogie now, it's two out of three. So you know, eight finals, four successes. Mo 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 most groups of players um, would, would bite the hand off you for it. Yeah, and I think I think a double as well in the senior championship would make up for. Uh... An awful lot of losses, but I suppose that was the, the main event of the day. We had the curtain raiser between Mona Lean and Capamore. Um, I think this game failed to fire. I think it's 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 fair to say that. I thought Mona Lean were probably the better side over the course of the hour, but Capamore's ability to get goals 
look to have them um, save home and hose, get promotion a year after losing the final with a Searsha Fitzgerald goal, level things um, 2-3 to 1-6. So I suppose we can look back on that game, Matt, but you have to look forward as well. They're going to play in a replay this Sunday in the Bog Garden at 2 o'clock. I suppose, what did you take from the game, which was last year's losing finalists against last year's junior champions? I think your summation of it is right, Jack. It it it, it was a it was in generally it wasn't a great game. Um, it 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 it, fa- it failed to spark. It failed to ignite. I thought. Um, I I I I think there was there was possibly pressure on both sides. Um, you 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 you'd cap more on one hand having lost last year and you know the pressure of not wanting to lose for a second year in a row, and you had Moraline coming up. Um, and um, you know, just being be, being being one step away from from senior Komogi next year, um, you, you know, it was, it's a it's a phenomenal um, rise in the fortunes of of, of Komogi and Monalian. <coughs> like they were only junior champions last year, so they had the pressure of appearing in the first final. But I, I, I thought in general it it, it was a, fo- a poor final, and um, uh, they they. they um, I suppose there was a bit of luck attached to both of of Capamore's goals. In 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 first of all, that um, um, the first goal anyway, which was finished by Lane Berkeley, was um, my Mike Flannery. Originally, um, the referee indicated that it was a free out, but following consultation with his umpires, he he, he was happy to let let the, he changed his mind and was happy to let the goal stand. And um, the second goal, which was um, a probing delivery from um, Lisa Leonard, um, you know, it, it sort of deceived the, the, the Monoline defence and nestled in, in, the, in the net. And it looked as if it, that that goal actually was going to be decisive. It, it was it was a fierce low-scoring game, Jack, 1-6-2-3. And I think they were level four times during the game. So, um, it, it, it was disappointing overall. Now, Shersha Fitzgerald, who had come on as a sub, she she took her goal very, very, very well. And really, um, like uh, both sides, um, that was with, on the 57th minute with three minutes to go plus whatever um, time was added on. I think there was about, what, two or three minutes added on, Jack? Um, yeah, <laughs> rather than... than um, one or other of them going for the killer blow at that stage. I think they're more or less huffed and puffed and 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 left left it play out to a to a draw. But overall, um, I I I think it's more lean as you rightly said, Jack. Um, of the side that will have said to themselves, this is one that has got away. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think that that they didn't convert their superiority onto the scoreboard. No, they definitely and, didn't. If you don't do that, um, it, 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 it could come back to haunt you. Know that 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 they will rematch this week. And and do, do we need to talk about it now? We well, well, while we're on about them, we might as well talk yeah. about it. Which one thing I'll say about it is a lot of time when you're going in against a favourite, which Capmore would have been after being there last year, mm-hmm. you might get one chance where they're not on it. That'll be the fear for Monaline. That and as, as we both said, their chance could be gone. But on the grand scheme of things, if you had just gone in and watched that game. I've never seen a game before. You would have said Monlene are the better side. So it'd just be a case of which Capamore and which Monlene show up this Sunday. It is, it is, it is, it is. And um it's 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 out it's out in the bog garden now and um um which is which is a very fine Camogie venue and and um it 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 um 
it, it's hard to call, but uh, I'm I, I'm of the school of thought anyway, Jack, that um, Monoline may have missed their chance. Um, yeah. When you're when you're coming in against favourites, as you rightly said there, um, you usually get one chance, and Capmore have to be favourites, Jack. They 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 were last year's runners up. They came also close against Brough last year, <coughs> and of course we saw that Brough won the B Championship, Senior B this year. Yeah, with that low scoring win over 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 Napierce and Fedemore last Sunday. And and they came on so close last year, Capamore, and they had a huge win over Buddy Grant in 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 the in the semi final. And um, it's not that terrible long ago since Buddy Grant were winning the senior championship, you yeah. know. But um, uh, I I I fancy that Capamore will do it this time, Jack. Yeah. But um, it, it's a big order. It's a tall order for Mona Lean to repeat what they did. Um, last week, because they really, really threw everything at it, and in my opinion, if you were to say which one of them looked the more likely, or which one of them um, uh, failed to win the game, you'd have to say it was Mona Lean. Yeah, and I, I just allude to how many times we see the Cracky Kenny teams um, draw a game. We saw Mick Galway a couple of times, Waterford and Tipperary, and you kind of get that one chance where they mightn't be off it, but the next day they come yeah. back firing. So I think Captain Moore definitely be the happier to have a replay. But then again, if Mona Lean perform like they do and just maybe a few of the errors and shot selection and things that there's no doubting that they can win it. They've shown they have the capabilities winning. So that is a really enthral like enthralling contest to look forward to. But I suppose it would be poetic justice for Capamore to be back in the Bog Garden and probably avenge the, the last last year to, to Brough. And I suppose on Brough you mentioned it there they beat Napierschig in the, the B final. But that means that Napierschig and Krakora now are in danger of going down. So there's still an awful lot of commodities we played um, in the in the the month ahead, I suppose. There is, there is, there's quite there's quite a lot, and and um, there's the junior B championship is 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 to be finished, and um, over over the next couple of weeks. But um, like the main business of the season is out of the way, and and uh, I presume the intermediate championship will be out of the way at at, at the weekend. So, um, and the junior A championship is out of the way, and I know we'll be talking about that in a second. So, yeah, yeah, they've made very 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 good progress, Jack, and and um, um, it's 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 um. It's it's um, whether whether there will be relegation this year or not. Somebody raised the question mark with me uh, uh, over the weekend about it. Um, that you know, seven teams up would they be better off with eight teams? I you know, two fours. Um, yeah, I'd probably be, be in would, agreement that you're probably better off having having two fours. Just yes, would be would be conducive to a better competition in 2022. So, um. Yeah, that, that that's just one to watch. Yeah, I suppose uh, aside the point there, we'll say it, it probably made no difference Newcastle and Kalidi, but Newcastle did have four games this year, whereas Kalidi only had three. I don't think it had any effect on the final, but I think teams should probably play the same amount of games in the group stage regardless. Now, if you've come through quarterfinals or semifinals, that's that's a different different side point. But I would be in favour of having eight in that top tier and just give exposure yeah. to the likes of Capmore, Monlin, whoever comes up and Ruffer only there a year, Cor only there a couple of years to play it like Scalidi yeah. and Newcastle because you do improve by playing by playing the, these these big teams. But you mentioned the junior final there, Matt. Um, Adair got over the line against Galbally. You were at it. I suppose it was comprehensive enough in the end. And you had mentioned we'd singled out a couple before the game, and you, you hate to single out players, but 
Sophie Callan was, was na- named player of the match on centre back. Viva Costello scored all round her as usual. And, and Ashton Connell got, or got uh, the goal. I suppose they were 2 2 8 to 1 2 ahead at the half. Ashton Connolly and Viva Costello, as I said, got them goal. So the big players really stood up and accounted for there. Yeah. Um, Jack, in Effin last Saturday, there was a great sense of occasion. Um, um, and a big crowd, a big, big crowd now for, for a junior A final. It was a huge crowd. And I I, I lauded um, the um, efforts of Effin um, and, and their facilities last week. But I, I hadn't been there because of the lockdown with almost two years. And the improvement that has been in the interim has been phenomenal in that they have a walkway right around the field, an outdoor gym, and they have um, proper dugouts installed. It was It's absolutely a phenomenal venue. And it just goes to show like what small clubs in a small community can do and the, the type of facilities that they, they, they provide and that that these these fine facilities, and of course we spoke about the, the, the indoor astroturf and the indoor ball wall uh, last week, but um, that these type of facilities aren't just the preserve of senior clubs and the bigger clubs, that a club like Effin, um, you know, can have such fine facilities, full credit to them out there. With an entertaining game, it was, it, 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 it was you know, they got two goals in three minutes. They were they were they were playing with the breeze in the first half, and they they, they really had the game changers. Now Sophia O'Callaghan at centre back, she was the captain. She was absolutely outstanding, Jack. She was she was immense. Now Kiva Costello got one eight, um, and including the goal which came from a free, and Ashling Conley at full forward, um, two times All Star with Galway. Um, she was absolutely outstanding. They, 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 Galbley just couldn't cope with her, and um, Galbley's Galbley's problems were con- compounded as early as the third minute when they lost their fullback Kevo Bryant injury, and and so um, but Ashling Connolly caused them all sorts of problems. She ended up with one four from play, Jack. And a, an absolutely huge asset to Adair, and and um, but overall Adair were the better team. It's it's a young Galbally team, a young Galbally team that that is very 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 much progressing in 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 the right direction. Denise Mullins got one four of 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 their one six. She she was full forward. Um, she 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 capitalised on on fumbling and uncertainty in in the Adair. Defense to, to, to crash the ball to the net pretty soon after the two goals now, Jack. So it 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 was it was um it was the ideal response to conceding two goals to get one back pretty, I suppose, within maybe two, three minutes um of the of the second goal. But it was two eight to one two at half time. Galbley showed signs of revival maybe for a few minutes after halftime. They, 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 they hit over a couple of points. Denise Mullins got a free. Anna Rose Kennedy got a very good point from play. Now, as we flagged last week, there was three of the Tipperary senior ladies football team playing with Galbley. Um, they're attached to the Atterlow Club, which is in the same parish as Galbley. There was Anna Rose and Caitlin Kennedy and, and Emma Morrissey. And um, I, I, I thought they had big games. Um, all three of them had big games um, for for um, for Galbley around the middle, and and um, 
But Galbally are certainly a team on the up, but there can be no denying of it that that, that on the day, they are with the better side, Jack. Yeah, and we're going to be switching codes here, but I suppose for Adair, um, the job is only half done, like it was for Monaghan and Newcastle. They have a Junior A football, ladies football final this weekend against the Tay. Um, we saw that it could be done. We saw Monaghan and Newcastle West doing it. There'll be an awful lot of, of turnover in the players. And without moving on from that Junior final too quickly, um, for the club, it, it, it's going to be finished this weekend. On a Tay and Adair, Adair beat them by, I think it was seven points when they met. In the group stages, but Ate beat Galtic Gales in the semi final. Adair um, drew with Galtic Gales. So it's an evenly enough match game, and that's going to play this Sunday at three o'clock in the evening. It is, Jack. Um, the paths to the final are peculiar. Yeah. And they're contrasting. Very. Adair, Adair going to the final unbeaten. Unbeaten. Um, the only blemish on a hundred percent record was the draw with Galbley. Hmm. Tay, by contrast, had only one win in the group stages. They lost three. You know, so and they they, they had a good win over Galtic Gales because I, I, I suppose the perception from the outset was that the that the big two in the competition this year were going to be were going to be. <coughs> Adair and Galtic Gales. Um, so when they drew in the group stages, it wasn't a great surprise to anybody um, <clears throat> because both probably had had a bigger day on, in in their head. And um, but for Adair, it has become a reality. Unfortunately, from the Gales' point of view, uh, it hasn't because um, they, they 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 were beaten by a tie in the in the in the semi final. Now you you have. You, you, you have, this is the third final in a row, Jack, that a day are in. They were beaten in the final by Father Cases in 2019. They were due to play a day in the final, a day in the final last year. It was, it got lost to COVID. And they're back in the final again this year. And they've made phenomenal progress. Like you, you must remember that um, the, the Adair club is only 16 years in, 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 in existence since 2005. And like this, this is going to be a huge step for them. Like um, when on Sunday and they're, they're gone up to intermediate ranks in a 16-year span. Um, but but the the amount of work that's been done at underage and ladies sport in 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 um, in, in, in Adair is just simply enormous. But Jack, what what can you say about a tale like the great traditionalists of Limerick ladies football? Um, the fallen giants of Limerick uh, ladies football. Yeah. Like um, between 2001 and 2010, they won 10 Limerick senior championships in a row. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're in existence with 30 years and they have won 30 in senior, senior club cha um, championships. They've won a Munster Intermediate Championship. Like it's 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 it. Uh, their their success their, their success story is unparalleled, but they, they have fallen on lean times, and and um, like certainly their record coming into this year's final, and you know they'll they'll probably say to themselves like we're in a perfect position, we've we, we've nothing we've nothing to lose, um um Adair um Adair tick all the boxes. Like they 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 they're coming in unbeaten, third third final in a row. Whilst Atea are coming in, they have managed to get to the final under the radar. 
like four games in the group stages, lose three, you just win one. Um, it was enough to get to the semi-final because there was just five clubs in the group. Yeah. And and um, uh, then they had that win over Galti Gales. And like that, the, your analysis was right there. Um, they, they beat Galti Gales by two points. Galti Gales threw with a dare um, in the last round. But it's not as simple as that, Jack. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I suppose they do have that bit of momentum now after... Um, oh, absolutely, and absolutely, and absolutely, you and um, you know that there, um, um, there is the double. Um, although um, Sophie O'Callaghan insisted to me after the game on Saturday that that, that um, the double was a word that was banned around the day. Yeah, it, she was she was quick to shut you down there um, inside the Gaelic grounds. I was there as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, yeah, it 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 is out of the their lexicon until Sunday evening anyway. So um, but um, yeah, um, I I'm going for a dare, Jack. That's that's going to be your next question. I I I I think a dare of momentum. There's eight players that started in the Camogie final are likely to start in the um in the um in the ladies football final. And that includes the chairperson um, of, of Limerick Camogie, um, Grace McNamara. Um, Grace, who has done a, done, a, done a great job and did a great job last Sunday, um, um, played with the Camogie, picked up her, her, her um, county Camogie medal last week and would be hoping to put a little football medal beside it this coming week. Yeah, I, I, I won't be asking for like specific um, predictions this week, just to give us a break because we've been going 14 weeks in the trot. But as you mentioned, that um, the Camogie games and just me and Sophie, when we met Sophie, we were below in the Gaelic grounds just to get a sandwich and a cup of tea. And you have to commend that the Woodlands, if I'm correct in saying that, that they supplied um, sandwiches and teas, etc., for, for the media and stuff. And, and then when you were saying about Cresic Namara to have a, a Munster representative down there, there was player of the match awards, um, there was medals given out to younger players. So just before we go away from the Camogie last weekend, it was just Brilliant day all around, well, well, um, well organised, well executed. Um, I was definitely very happy for that cup of tea um, in the 45 minutes in two games because it was absolutely Baltic. But the, the stage has been set. They, you have to reach that level now every year. And no, no fear that they will, but um, the, the barometer has definitely been raised that bit. Well, the blueprint is there, Jack. You know, um, like part of the prize of qualifying for an All Ireland final is that you get to play in Croke Park, and um, like let let's hope let's hope that this has been a trial run that has been an outstanding success, and will become part of both the ladies' football and the Camogie calendar in Limerick um, going forward. That we have the intermediate and senior finals on the one day in the Gaelic grounds. And yeah. um, it, it's that extra carrot for players when they're, and um, you hear players saying, "Oh, I never played in the Gaelic grounds. I'd love to play in the Gaelic grounds." And and uh, actually, some of the players mentioned it to me out in the field last Sunday, um, before and after the match about about uh, playing in the Gaelic grounds. Now, this is an extra spar, and this is an extra incentive um, for players during competition, like that. You know, if you can get there. That the final will be on the Gaelic grounds, and I, 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 I think that should that should be stitched in indelibly into the into the the GA calendar because, like as I say, we're we're we're, we're progressing at a snail's pace. 
down the road at um, uniting all four chords and being on the one hymn sheet. And um, this is a giant step locally. And um, we have the one club concept. And um, uh, I think this really buys into and is a stage of the journey of where we want to get to to have the, the, the entire GA family united and coordinated with fixtures and all that sort of thing. And and full credit to both organizations in Limerick. They, they stuck with every second weekend diligently um, ju ju during the championships. All right, there are Komo there is Komogi and, and ladies football on this weekend, but there is no crossover whatsoever. Um, Monoline and... Um, uh, Capamore aren't involved anyway with with, with, with with the two ladies football final. So, um, yeah, if, if this year is the blueprint for the future, long may it continue. Yeah, the blueprint, as you said, perfect word is there. But we have another game to look forward to this weekend. And I know we have more games to look back on, but we have the Junior B ladies football final. Um, we have St. Aylby's second side uh, against Truncolor Bravo's second side. They both came from the same group. Um, from Bradford were comprehensive enough winners when they met. But again, when you're in a final, it's there to be won. And for Drum Bradford, it'll be a very unique um, double after winning the Intermediate Championship. Just to have a team just two grades below you would be a great achievement. For the same time, St. Elby's had, had won back-to-back -back senior titles and had a team in the semi-final. So... Two real strongholds of ladies' football in Limerick. And I suppose great credit to both sides that their second teams have made it all the way to a final. Great credit to them, Jack. Absolutely. Great credit to them for drum. It's, it, 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 it's, it's an opportunity for a unique double. And for St. Elby's, it's an opportunity to um, um, get some consolation silverware out of the season. Um, like these teams... Nobody can argue with their with their with their right to be there. Um, they they they've come from the same group. Um, from Colour are coming in unbeaten. Um, Elbys are coming in with one defeat, and that was at the hands of Drum Colour. Now it was by at Drum Bradford. It was by a substantial margin, but I suspect that that will count for very very little. Um, when when they square up in Croom on Sunday morning. And the game is on in Croom at eleven o'clock, and and um, um, Drum Bradford. We, we spoke about it last week and about this the, the, this whole thing with the monster clubs and um, they they they're having to play last Friday evening and having to play without the Kilidi Kamogi players and all that. Um, that necessitated, unfortunately, that they they had to promote two of their players, um, Claude Reedy and Sarah Kate O'Connor. Um, <clears throat> from what would be their their normal starting uh, fifteen, um, so that that that, that certainly we 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 even it up. But that that you know there there is momentum with from Bradford, like they're after completing uh, back to back intermediate titles. Now it's it's you say why did they get um, uh, back to back intermediate for titles? It it was no fault of their own. Covid ordained last year that there shouldn't be any promotion. So they won it last year, and I think they came back and confirmed this year, um, you know, that 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 they were rightly champions last year. But you 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 know what 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 what? And I, I know I'm probably hopping back now, but um, um, the manner in which they 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 they, they saw the game against Ula was 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 very 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 laudable, and that 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 there is serious momentum with them, and they they have um. 
they have the same management team, and obviously there 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 then a few extras. Neve McCarthy is involved with the management team, and um, they, they 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 obviously have been training together. So um, they will have a process in place, and they will have a system in place. And and I I I think we saw that process to great effect in 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 the county intermediate final. Um, Elbys. Um, they will have a lot of players that will, will have had ex senior experience because, um, like they, they they have been senior champions for the last two years and and there there, there are people there are people that will be on the ALB's team that, you know, will will have experience and um, it, it counts an awful lot at this level. But I I, I seem to think that the momentum. Yeah, Jack is with Drum Bradford, and I'm I'm tipping Drum Bradford to to get over the line and make it a unique double. Yeah, I would go with Drum Bradford as well. But you, you <coughs> touched upon the point there um, about the Drum Intermediate team having to play that Munster Junior Championship only five days after they won the Limerick Championship and two days before the Kaledi Camogie team were playing um, a county final. And I suppose we've we've spoken about the the baby steps we've taken. With Lady Sport and Limerick, with the games, you know, and the Gaelic crowns, but for every step you take, it seems to be there's there's a step backwards as well, unfortunately. And it's just it's not fair on the players that train so hard to win a county, and at the end of the day, the county is the one you want to win because you don't prepare for a Munster Championship or an All Ireland series. You prefer to win your county because the other two don't come unless you do that. But it's a great point. Well, you, you see, Jack, this is slightly different here now because. Um, talking to the Drum Broadford girls, and you were talking to them after they they they, they had beaten them um, after they had beaten Oland the county final. Um, like they were really really looking forward to the Munster Championship mm. because as as uh, as Maeve McCarthy the fullback um, told me straight after the match anyway, like that they were deprived of the opportunity of playing in Munster last year, and that they they, they 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 regarded they regarded it as an honour to go on and represent their county. At, at, at provincial level, and I think in those circumstances that you know there should be no obstacles um, put in their way. Yeah. You know that uh, um, uh, like it's difficult enough now for clubs to get out teams. And all right, you can say Asher look from Bradford. They've loads of players. Um, they've they've they loads of players. Um, be, be, between the the intermediate team and 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 the, and the junior B team, Jackie. Nothing got to do with it. Um, they're entitled as Limerick champions to have the best opportunity they have to go out with their full squad and compete and represent their club in the provincial championship. Yeah, it just something needs to be done. Um, it, it, it's not fair. Um, Trump Bradford could easily have missed out on a Munster title just by virtue of the fact that they couldn't have the Camogie players. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a choice the players have to make or told by management teams that they'd rather didn't play. It should just be put in a place that they just don't clash. We, we never see it with the men's game, so we shouldn't see it with the women's game either. And I just I, look, it has been it has been a very positive year, I suppose, for Drum Braffer at the end of the day. They're going to promote it. That'll be will have been the main objective after missing out of motion last year. But well, Jack, said, they, they were they were entitled to and, and we we saw the performance of Anya Cunningham. In the county final, hmm. player of the match, she was one of the ones to miss out. Yeah, and as you said, you know, negative. And, and psychologically, well. what what does it do for the rest of the dressing room when they look around and there's three or four gaps from the, from the team that started in the county final or participated in the county final? Yeah, your player of the match, your captain, 
one of our leaders gone and uh, there was two or Man. three that were, couldn't play either. Like it just, I just think it has to be highlighted, Matt. Um, I think more the more exposure these kind of um, things get, that the more chance it'll be rectified. Um, and look, hopefully down the line we won't have these issues. We've had made great progress, as we said, about having the games in the Gaelic crowns, having double headers, having like let's say even having a game in in Effen, as you mentioned, in the Gaelic crowns. We had the teas, the coffees, the sandwiches, etc. So there has been there has been positives, but for one team that would have been a real negative, and I suppose it would have been non away them. And we'll be on away them for a while, the kind of what could have been, you know. And I suppose for the players that played for Khalid last weekend, they, they would have been thinking we missed out on a Munster Championship and then we lost the county yeah, final. It's a double yeah, blow. Like. Absolutely. Annie Cunningham was the captain and she couldn't lead her side down. Yeah, and you don't you don't get Mun- Munster isn't guaranteed um, for a, an awful lot of players. I'd say probably 90, 95% of players won't play provincial championship game ever in their life. So... Look, it, it's it's a huge blow. I think it's just important to say it, Matt, and I'm sure you you agree with with the with that. I, 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 I'm fuming over it, Jack. Um, you know, uh, at the treatment of Drum Bradford in this one. You know. Yeah. But look, Drum Bradford will get a chance to, I suppose, rectify to an extent on the pitch. They play Saint Elby's, as you said, at eleven o'clock on Croom on Sunday, and then the Junior A final is between a Dare and a Tay in a Skeeton at three o'clock on Sunday. We had two more finals at the weekend, Matt. We had uh, both Junior B Championship finals, um, a South final or a South final repeat and a West final repeat. We'll start um, in your neck of the woods down south with Bruff versus Black Rock. And I suppose for Black Rock, they avenged the, the South final loss and got the win over Bruff. They did. They did. They did. And I got it spectacularly wrong, Jack. Um, um, apologies to David Healy. David, if you're tuned in listening to us, um, my humble apologies to you. Um, he, he seemed to be upset over it that I that I should predict against BlackRock. But um, yeah, look, Jack. Um, I I honestly think, um, uh, like we did say, that there was very, very, very little between these two sides. And, and the the one thing that I, I I'll say about it, Jack, and I'll, I'll say it again. I was at the South final, and I was also at the semi final involving Capamore and Newcastle West. And you would struggle to accept that it was Junior B hurling. Mm. It was a very, very, very good standard. Very, very good standard. And all the, all the reports that I'm hearing about the county final last year, last week um, between BlackRock and Brough was that it was more of the same. It was, it, it was a very, very, very good final. And I think um, that, that very, very few can argue with, with, um, with the outcome. Now, um, when I reflected on it um, and, and looking back on it um, since, um, you know, it, it came to mind that on the day of the South final, Black Rock were guilty of an awful lot of missed chances, and it, it, it sort of gave them a, it sort of gave them a, a blueprint um, as to how they could recover and go on and win it and and full credit to them for going on and win it they were winning it <coughs> jack for the first time yeah so it, it's it's a major it's a major boost for them and plus plus now that they have the opportunity to go on and represent limerick in the monster junior b competition 
which which will be held in Kilidi. Um, Magella Scanlon, um, who who is the main coordinator back there of the com- competition, or um, very much to the forefront in the promotion of the com- competition, told me on Sunday in the Gaelic grounds that they're hoping to have it in January, February. It's, so, it's a great competition, in, in fairness, that you it is, It's an absolutely fantastic competition, and it's 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 a competition that, personally, Jack, I I really look forward to. I, I get to as much of it as I can every year, and um, like it, it, you know, there's always twists and turns in it, and like you know, with, with Kevin Broderick, the former Galway hurler, playing in it, um, a couple of years ago, and we've had former players in the past, like and, um. Magella did confirm to me that the Antrim champions are booked in for it already for the for the for the for early in the new year. So it's 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 something to really really look forward to. It's a competition I really look forward to, and uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> with with my next door neighbours involved in it now, you know, it it makes it that 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 little bit better, you know. Yeah, I'd say if Ruff had gone through, they would have been your next door neighbours as well. You were you were fancying a South team, but I suppose for Blackrock in the grand scheme of things, they'll be playing Junior A Hurling next year. It will only benefit the, the senior side who have they've maintained their status for for two years in the senior championship, but they've failed to light it up. So having younger players play Junior A will probably be a bonus for them. We also will have Grenoble and Gary representing Limerick in the Junior B in the Munster Junior B Championship. They beat. Nakaderi fairly comprehensively 12-2 and I suppose Nakaderi got the first two was it the sorry Nakaderi wins 2-1 ahead and then from there on in it was all kind of and Gary and I saw yeah, it, 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 it's a funny game actually Jack like um, you're right um, it was 2-1 to Nakaderi at the first water break yeah, <laughs> and, and they, 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 they didn't score again. So, um, like they've, they've been knocking around the Junior B there with a while, you know, and and um, they, they, they're certainly getting so far, but just just cannot seem to get over the line. Is it, is it the third or fourth time Granada and Gary won it? I think, I think David Clancy has three county Junior B football medals. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Um, so. I've seen Granovan and Gary play a share of last year's and Nakaderi, obviously, with Palestine being in that grade as well. But I just think Granovan and Gary definitely have a team that are capable of competing in the, the junior junior A level. Um, probably not Premier Junior at this stage. but And for Nakaderi, I think when they have intermediate hurling teams, I think it's an awful lot to put pressure on players. But I think they will definitely be careful. I don't think Ilvik Esagrana will go up and come back down. I think they're there early for the long haul. There's some lovely footballers well, there. but. You see, Jack, um, unlike the previous times when they went up, um, the format and the structure is there for them to survive now in that you're not making the joint leap in in that it's it's staged progress. Um, And um, I I agree with you totally. I think Granada Balangari will will settle in uh, quite comfortably in, in, in the... In the Junior A Championship, now I, I I would say the same about Blackrock. Um, um, looking at that Blackrock team and the the the, the composition of the Blackrock team, um, it, you know I I think they're capable of holding their own. Then and and um, is 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 the Junior Championship going to stay the way it is, <coughs> or are we going uh, to go down the road of Premier and Junior I- A? I heard that there's a directive that all championships to be 12 teams. Um, look, if it makes it more competitive, uh, all the better. We saw how good the Premier Junior and Junior Championships were in the football this year. So, I mean, 
There is there is definitely a divide in that junior hurling championship. I would have seen it up close. I think the paragon is there for it with 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 with, with the football this year. And if 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 if, if, if Limerick decide to go down that road, I think it will be actually tailor made for Blackrock. Yeah, it it will be very very interesting to see how them teams get on. But um, I suppose congratulations to to Granabel and Gary to Blackrock, their Camogie team, to Newcastle West Camogie team. They all picked up. County medals at the weekend again. Nothing, nothing promised. You're, no one is guaranteeing you a county medal when you start your career, but it's, it's what you play for. Um, I suppose we before we go, we have neglected. I suppose as one word the under twenty ones championship. You probably not so much as me. Um, just with the amount of games around, it's so hard to get to games. But we're into the semi final stage of that competition now. I just want to get the, the fixtures up that you kindly sent me this morning. We're down to the last four in the Premier. We have. And let me just find it here. We have Mungret are drawn to play in the Pearshig in the semi-final and Dune will play Bally Brown. Both those games are on the 30th of December, it says here. Um, I thought it was actually, I don't know if that's a mistake now, Matt. I'd imagine it's going to be the 30th of November, which would be... It is the 30th of November, Jack, yeah. Yeah, it says 30th of the 12th here, but I'd imagine that is November. Um, mm. Munger are playing the Pearshig in Rabogue at half seven and Dune are playing Bally Brown in not long. At half seven, the 30th, by my recollection, is next Tuesday. Um, but just on that championship, we saw Mungret and Dune both at 100% records, got straight into semi finals. Napier Shig beat Patrick's Well and Bally Brown beat Gary Spillane. But you were mentioned to me beforehand, it's uh, a unique dynamic that three teams came from the same side. Munger, Napier Shig, and Bally Brown all came from the same group. Um, sorry, Dune, Napier Shig, and Bally Brown all came from the same group. but I suppose from Mungert and Bally Brown, you're kind of seeing the teams at other levels are building and it, it's going, it's showing here. And like an under 21 Premier Harlan Championship at Limerick is not won by any ordinary team. Like there are going to be some very good players on those teams. Oh, sure. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're littered and peppered with, 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 with very good players. And like you must remember that um, the Premier Intermediate, the 2018 Premier Minor Hurling Championship was won by Gary Spillan. And um, they fell at the quarterfinal last night. Now, I I, I thought that Gareth Spillan would have a right go at, at that this year. Um, you, you know, basically, they, they, they have the same players. And and um, you, you, you would have expected that they, that they, they, they would have stepped up. But it, it, it isn't that they have regressed. I, I, I would say it, it's probably that some, some of the others, particularly Bally Brown and Mungret St. Paul's, have progressed um, probably more. And... Um, like you throw in the Piercing, the Piercing are in the semi final. The Piercing love this competition, Jack. Yeah. They're the masters of this competition in recent years, you know. And um, I'd say at the outset, if one was 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 looking at the competition and saying, um, I don't think um, <coughs> the Piercing would come up in too many people's radar as being possible winners or even semi finalists, but they're there. And and um, they're, they're, they're not to be ignored. And um, like they, they, they will have the benefit of, of they have beaten Bally Brown Jack in the group stages. Yeah. And um, they, 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 um, they had a very comprehensive win over Patrick's Well in the quarterfinal. Now, yeah. Bally Brown, you'd have to say Premier, um, Premier Minor Champions 2019, 2020, um, Under-19, uh, Premier Under-19 Champions 2021, like that, that there's a reservoir and a pool of players 
there to, 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 to go on and do it. They didn't root up any trees in the group stages, but maybe, maybe that's a good thing that, um, uh, that, that, that they're about to peak at the right time. And they, they certainly will have to peak next Tuesday night when they, when they take on, um, when they, when they take on Dune, because, um, like doing are a very, very, very fancied side. So um there, there are two enthralling semi-finals, Jack. Um two two semi-finals that are very, very, very hard to call and could go <coughs> could go either way. Um we won't be talking between here and then, Matt. So if you did have to call us, who will be who will be crowned under twenty one champions from the four that are remaining? Uh, you're putting me in the spot, Jack. I know, yeah. <laughs> um well, I'll give I my reason first. I, I, I have a watch about Barry Brown, Jack. Well, they do have an All-Ireland winner in their ranks, which is rare enough for the 21's grade um, in Colin Coughlin. But I, I would go with um, Mungris. I just think they're doing great work. I know they're missing a couple mm. of through injury, but they'll have that added advantage of they'll be training away with their adult team. Uh, obviously, Yeah, there, there is that to it as well, you know. But can this count doing on the, on the piercing jackets? Ask me when we're down to the final. I was just about to say, um, so any of the four teams could win it is, is our prediction that we will have a winner. I suppose when we're talking about 21's hurling, we have a final that um, Kappa Moore will play Cushley Gales um, on the 3rd of December, which is Friday week in Dune at half seven. Um, would you call that one, Matt? Kappa Moore, Cushley Gales, or do you need to be closer to time next week? We'll be chatting beforehand. Um... Cushley Gales, for anybody that doesn't know, are a combination of Effen and um, Staker Wallace. And um, Cushley Gales can call in at least four or five of the starting Effen intermediate hurling team. Um, yeah. the, the two O'Connors, Sean uh, Fergal and, and Rory, Rory. Um, Sean Canning, and of course, Patrick O'Donovan. So you're, so you're edging towards the men from Cushy Gales. Whereas the Cap Moore lads, there will be a couple of them, the likes of Sean Whelan, that played um, yes. a Premier Intermediate final as well. So they're strong but teams. That, that, Jack, that, that's great work being done in, in, in Cap Moore. Um, uh, make no mistake about it. Leave me, to, leave, leave me sleep and, and think on that for another week, Jack. I will do. Um, we've been hour on the clock. There's just a couple of things I want to just... Um, just touch on, we had um, kind of an announcement of the fixture schedule for the year ahead, Matt. Now, we haven't done much on it, but just we're going to have a McGrath Cup and uh, a Munster Hurling League. And we'll talk about that next week. We'll be just looking at players that might break through. But we have a calendar here, and I'll just run through it quickly. Um, so, we said teams are allowed back training on December the 8th, which is a week earlier than we thought. The last weekend in January, we'll have the footballers in action in the league. The following week, the hurlers will kick off their league. Um, the second and third of July. Let's go to Wexford, I think, Jack. Is it Wexford? I thought it was Waterford. I'm not sure now. But um, Wexford in the first round. Wexford Park. No, oh, lovely. <laughs> You'll have it booked in for the sixth. If it's a Saturday, it'll be the sixth. If it's the Sunday, it'll be the seventh of February. Mm. The All Ireland Senior Harland semi-finals are the second and third of July, and then the, the following week, then we have the Senior Football Championship semi-finals and also the Talton Cup. Um, which could be applicable to Limerick. They could also be in the senior championship semi-finals. But we'll have the July 17th and July 24th is when the All-Ireland finals are on. So they're pushed back, way back, Matt. So I suppose if they're real, that club split is really coming into play for 2022. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a month longer than this year anyway, which 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 will be very welcome because we saw how condensed the championships were this year and and how um, formats had to be rejigged to accommodate the short time span um, that was available for the for for the champions championship. So it's it it is it is it is it is welcome, Jack, to have that extra time, but. Um, it, it puts clubs in a predicament with, with managers and all that sort of thing now and, you know, bringing in managers at the start of the year and six months without without a meaningful game, although I suppose that, that we will have a league programme. Um, and I, I would like to see the league programme run in, in the manner in which it was run this year because it was extremely, extremely successful, I thought. Yeah. And it dovetailed nicely into, into the championship. So... Um, yeah, um, it, it's exciting times to look forward to. Um, it, 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 it's mammoth when you look at it from this remove, Jack, um, and to think that we're sort of half winding down at the moment and 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 um, uh, taking a breath and uh, um, a breather and uh, you know. Um, yeah, look, it's it, it's exciting, and um, the preseason competitions. I presume Limerick will participate. They're the holders of both, as you know. Yeah. Um, the last time they were held, and I suppose it's not too long ago, Jack, since we were very very happy to win the Munster Senior League and get a bit of silverware. But uh, perhaps we have we have moved on from that. But I'm sure John Kiley will 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 um, and Billy Lee. We'll, we'll, we'll use the opportunity to run the rule over some new players. Yeah, and again, we'll be touching on that next week. I think next week we'll um, we'll do a kind of a senior football championship team of the year because I have been running it, the hurling one over on social media and stuff. And look, it's just the nature of the year we had it that I got to a lot more hurling games and football and you yourself are the same. But between us, we'll, we'll cobble together a team of the year for the football. We'll look at players, I suppose, that could have that chance in the McGrath Cup and the, the Munster Harland League. There are there are plenty of players out there, but the teams are so strong now it is hard to break into them. But I think I might leave that for this this week. Um also next week we'll be looking forward to the Munster Championship. We'll have Newcastle West are at home to the Nyer on Saturday week, December the fourth at one o'clock in Newcastle or it could be half one, I'm not sure. Mount Collins are also at home to Ballina and then on the Sunday the fifth you have the Lion Palace Henry travelling to Corrafin. But again, we look at all those games in full, Matt. But um, just, we, we started this podcast um, remembering the men, Eamon Ray, and we had a comment in here from John Paul Ray, just said, thanks for tribute. Um, that's coming from Eamon's nephew. So I suppose we started with the men and we'll finish. And I, I don't want to put you on the spot here. Now, just Matt, before but... you just before you go back onto it, um, um, the, the, um, there's a big night coming out uh, coming up out in Fedemar. Oh, yes, yes. Um, they're doing a celebration of hurling out there in, in Fedemore um, next Saturday night. The, the third, it's a Saturday, is the third. We'll be talking with Padraig Keller. He's one of the, the driving forces there in Fedemore. Um, they're doing that night out in Hurland. There is a prize, I think, on the night. I'll just check here now. But we will be talking to, to Padraig. Um, you'll, you can explain your role in the night there, Matt. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm compare of, of of what will be a panel discussion on the night between um, um, Ali Morton and Paul Brown, former Limerick hurlers, uh, Rebecca De Lee, uh, current Limerick Camogie player, and uh, uh, Owen Kelly, former Tipperary yeah. hero. So, that, that, that there'll be a good bit of banter there now. 
Yeah, it's, um, Paul Brown, I think, is expected out there as well. I mean, Kirby's hunting lodge. Yeah, pa Saturday. Paul Brown, I said, Paul Brown and Ali Morton. Sorry, I, and, I uh, there. Former Limerick players and, and um, Rebecca and um, on uh, Kelly. So we'll, we'll banter between the, between the cousins, Ali Morton and on Kelly. So, so something to look forward to. But, um, you know, I, I, I've had most of these on panels before and, and um, they, 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 they're very insightful in, in, into the game and, 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 and they know the game. And basically the, 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 the theme for the night will be the two, um, trace, trace um, Limerick's transformation from where they were to where they are. If, if that's the best way of, of, of explaining it and how how it happened. I think a lot of it starts and ends with um and John Kiley, but I know it isn't it isn't that obvious. That's Saturday the fourth of December at eight o'clock in Kirby's Hunting Lodge. And um, tickets are only a tenner. Um you can get the link there on Fedemore GA's page and that tenor gets you into a draw to win um a signed Limerick uh, Fenway Classic jersey. I think I have a picture of the jersey in the background there. Wouldn't it be a bad one to have Matt um a collector's item, definitely. Certainly, certainly. They're a beautiful jersey. But again, as I said, we started this podcast um, remembering the late Eamon Ray. And again, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, if, if someone didn't know the man asked you about him, is there any abiding memory or even a moment on the field or anything like that that you could turn to or anything else you just want to say in general before we conclude here? No, no. Um, um, it, you know, I, I think I've it all said, uh, Jack, um, like all, all my memories of him are very, very happy memories of him. Um, uh, happy memories of of seeing his performances on on on, on the field. First of all, um, secondly, as a work colleague for for ten years, even though I was based in Mitchellstown, he was based in Dublin, and in, in very, very much in in latter years, um, I valued his friendship and and um, I, I certainly valued his opinion and. Like I, I was awestruck, um, uh, Jack, um, right up to Monday when when I heard that he had passed on, uh, awestruck with the energy and devotion um, he he had to, first of all, family and secondly to 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 um to to, to Limerick GAA. Um, in my opinion, um, um, and I'll sum it up with this, Jack, um. Eamon Ray epitomised everything that is good in a human being. No, I, I took you, you. You couldn't get a more fitting tribute than that. So again, a huge thank you to you, Matt. Um, again, condolences to the, the Ray family and the passing of Eamon. And um, a huge thank you to everyone that has has tuned in today, tunes in every week. I'm, I'm hopefully we're giving you something worth listening to. We've. We've loads more games. We've loads of games this weekend. We have games coming in the Munchampshire following weekend. So we'll be Jack, I, right I, I just want to give a shout out there to Lizzie O'Dean Adair. She's an avid listener every week. Lovely. And look, we, we love hearing about people listening to us rambling on because um, it makes our job that bit easier if we have something to be talking about and people giving us that bit of uh, impetus to keep talking. Because look, we have we've great championships in Limerick and we're blessed where we are. Um, not only with the inter-county team, obviously, the hurlers and the footballs, but the the club game is thriving across um, Gaelic football, hurling, ladies football and camogie. So, look, we are very blessed. So, again, a huge thank you for me and Matt to everyone that, that tuned in. And we'll be back in touch next, next weekend where we'll be looking 
back on two junior finals, um, intermediate, Camogie, replay final. We'll have um, the Munster Championship to look forward to. We'll have a senior football championship team of the year and more. So we'll be busy again next week, Matt. So many thanks for everyone to tune in and we'll talk again soon. And we'll leave you out with this clip that we play every week. But I suppose a bit more fitting that we have a clip from that 1973 final where Eamon Ray helped Limerick to, um, was it their seventh All-Ireland title and one in the middle of a 60-year gap. So many thanks again, Matt, and we'll talk soon. The impression again, we get all of what you put into It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennis sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the running. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there a